So this imbalance just gets pushed off and pushed off and pushed off into that future date. And really all of your lives until this time has been some kind of delayed gratification of if I just keep working and if I keep learning and I keep going through the medical training process, then someday it will pay off. And then when it pays off, all of this financial imbalance starts bubbling up and immediately needs attention. Welcome to the Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The Advisor Podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc. Broker Dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. I appreciate you listening. The M Advisor Podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. Today, I'm talking about one of the most sensitive times in a physician's lifetime, financially speaking. And this time is not during medical school. It's not during residency and or fellowship. It's right after residency and or fellowship. The time I'm describing at the moment is when the first big contract is signed and a new income is deployed. So a traditional student goes through medical school, residency, fellowship right after college, and then signs the new employment contract. And why is this time period one of the most sensitive time periods for a physician, financially speaking, and not in medical school where it costs a bunch of money to attend, or residency when income is suppressed significantly. And the answer is because there's a great flux of cash flow coming in. Whereas for the traditional student, you went to college and you had little to no income potentially. Then you went to medical school and nothing changed. And then you went to residency and you actually got paid a little bit. You went to fellowship and nothing changed from residency really. But during this time, while there's not a huge change in your financial situation, your familial situation may have changed if you got married or you had kids. Even if you didn't, it was still a pretty consistent financial landscape of being a student, of learning, of going through training. And then once that new job is signed, there's a big influx of cash flow and not an influx of immediate liquidity. It's not like you sold a business or something and you got a lump sum. It's an influx of cash flow. And your income went from, let's say, $50,000 to $300,000. And that's a huge multiplier. And as your familial situation has changed and reshaped itself from 
college to medical school to residency to fellowship, it is a difficult time for many during the training years. And as such, there is a lot of imbalance, financially speaking. There's a lot to do. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot of work. And there's very little pay. And there's very little time. So your resources are diminished. You have little money and little time. And your duties and requirements are heightened. And so that creates an imbalance. You can't focus on some of the things you want to focus on. And you can't pay for and replace some of the things that you want to pay for and replace. So this imbalance just gets pushed off and pushed off and pushed off into that future date And really all of your lives until this time has been some kind of delayed gratification of if I just keep working and if I keep learning and I keep going through the medical training process, then someday it will pay off. And then when it pays off, all of this financial imbalance starts bubbling up and immediately needs attention. So as a resident or fellow, you might see your friends who aren't physicians start getting different houses or start going on vacations or getting different cars and just settling into a different lifestyle where you're still getting paid in residency and fellowship what your friend's starting salary was a decade prior. And things like a washer and dryer and furniture and cars need replaced. And it seems that they need replaced all at once. But then what's one of the first things that occurs when a new contract is signed? Or at least the first job contract. A house is purchased. And the purchase price of the house is often determined by what the bank will loan you based on your new income. So immediately after signing a job contract, a lot of physicians are making a potentially 30-year decision to eat up incoming cash flow that was supposed to cure a financial imbalance that has been carried for 7 to 10 years or more. And instead, long-term decisions are being made based on a current ideal lifestyle in something like real estate or car purchases. And then what happens if you buy a house? You have to buy furniture. Oftentimes, these purchases, since there's not an abundance of liquidity, there's just an increase in cash flow. And that cash flow sometimes comes in and then immediately goes out. These purchases are oftentimes put on credit. And sometimes this credit is immediately considered and dealt with, but sometimes it's put off for months or years before it's finally dealt with. And it's this imbalance in the first few years after signing a job contract, the first job contract, that oftentimes creates perceived bad decisions. It's just the lack of being able to even make decisions for seven to 10 years or more during medical school residency and training that has created this imbalance in the first place. This imbalance really is the beginning 
of why physicians have this reputation for not being good at managing money. It really has nothing to do with being good or not at managing money. It has more to do with other things going on in life and not having the time or the capacity to dive deep into finances, whether that be as simple as creating a budget, planning for the future, or projecting future needs. I've seen many physicians who are really good with money and money management and their own financial plan. It's just that they found the time and capacity to deal with it. So understanding that this particular time frame in a physician's life, one, exists, and then two, the the reasons behind it, I feel just understanding it will help to navigate this time period more efficiently and effectively to shape a physician's future the way they actually want instead of focusing so much on the present and the past to cure some of the imbalance that has occurred from the prior decade or so of medical school and medical training. This time of financial fragility, if you will, really ends, I would say, within the next four years of working or potentially even when student loans are paid off because that's a potentially very large monthly bill that physicians have to budget around. And sometimes the student loans don't go away for a long time. So once again, This is not a symptom of bad financial management. It's just a result of lacking time and capacity to sit down, to think it through, and to design a plan. If you're past this time of fragility, so to speak, then you can look back and maybe that resonates with you. If you're in this time of financial fragility right now, understanding its root cause can help you navigate it and see through what's happening emotionally so that you can make more forward-thinking decisions instead of present-day lifestyle decisions. Additionally, there are some individuals who dodge having such a fragile time or a disjointed transition from residency or fellowship income to first job income from developing savings habits, from developing budget habits, and from taking time to gather their own capacity and their own thoughts in managing their finances during medical school, residency, and fellowship. And so there are some individuals, of course, who have navigated this along the way. But I think for the majority of physicians, there's just too much to learn because you're already drinking from the fire hose, so to speak, on obtaining your medical knowledge in the first place. And then once that time period ends, it's not that there is no more potential financial fragility moving forward. It's just a different phase in life. And as a physician, there will be different seasons and different phases. And of course, this particular time period isn't necessarily a bad time period financially for physicians. It's really one of the more exciting time periods, but it's just something to look out for, be aware of. And if you're in a spot where you teach and give advice 
to upcoming physicians, you might even be able to make them aware that after they sign their first job contract, the decisions they make from that point to the next two or three years from now will ultimately determine how the next potentially 10 to 15 years of their lives might look for better or worse. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm Paul Morton. You can find more content and more information at m-advisor.com. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for physicians and for professionals. Once again, this is Paul Morton, the M-Advisor podcast, and I really appreciate you listening.